right, welcome everybody. This is Under the Streetlight, and I am your host, The Shadow. And uh, thank, <clears throat> thank you all for coming by to check this out. And before I bring my guest on, uh, just some real quick announcement. I do have merch that is available, and the link for that will be down in the description. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe, like, follow, and share. And if you have an amazing story that you would like to share, if you have a dream that you're chasing and you want people to know about it, you can always reach out to me at under the streetlight podcast at gmail.com. And I will get back to you and we will see what we can do to get you on the show. Uh, so tonight, our guest is a the rising band. They're a new band. And I've had a chance to check out some of their music and they are definitely one you want to catch follow and watch keep an eye on them and uh without any further ado i will let's bring them out ladies and gentlemen this is heavy on the heart Hello. Hello. all right so real quick uh introduce yourself let people know who you are and what your role is in the band real quick i'm nikki and i'm the lead singer i'm costas and i play guitar i'm nick i play drums all right and uh, you do have a mem uh, a member that uh, was not able to join you tonight. Yes. Um, and he is Andrew, and he plays the bass and he does the harmonies. Gotcha. So you know, I, I know that they're going to sound kind of cliche, like every other show. Uh, how did you guys come together to form Heavy on the Heart? Um. Three years ago, uh, during the pandemic, I was in a, a band known as Persona, and uh, we, uh, me and Nikki, were writing like pop songs and uh, just you know like little studio projects, side projects. And then my band just finished recording two records, and we just kind of like split up. Um, uh, just happened so abruptly. I mean, honestly, I don't even know how it really happened, but it did, and. Uh, Nikki decided she wanted to do a band. So we started writing uh, songs that eventually became what become heavy on the heart. Um, right. She got pregnant and uh, I used the downtime to, uh, you know, seek other band members. I started jamming with Nick in October of 2021 and we just started, you know, holding the songs I already had, started writing new material. And then uh, Andrew came along in October of 2022. So a year later, we started getting him up to par. And uh, we debuted as a band officially on January 27th uh, this year, opening up for The Color Fred, who uh, uh, was in Taking Back Sunday. And... Um, with uh alex melton who's like this youtube sensation does like all these sick covers and stuff it's cool right so i mean that's how we we formed we uh we uh it, it basically just happened it just came about right. all right now you said that you were in a band uh before this um what were the rest of you doing before heavy on the heart uh, to be honest, not music. Um, I used to I used to sing opera back in the day, um, and that's mm. all I really did. And then I got really hurt. I crushed my larynx a few times, um, mm. and um, I quit. I gave up. I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't want to sing anymore. 
Like it's fun. I'm just, I'll sing in the shower. I really didn't do anything with it. Um, and then one day I put something up on like TikTok when it was first becoming a thing. And um, he heard it and he was like, who's singing that? And then he found out I had a voice and then I reached out to him and he was like, you could do this. I was like, I don't know if I can. Here we are. Right. What were you doing? How about you? What was I doing? Uh, I was in this old band. Uh, <clears throat> was in it for like six years. And then uh, came to a splitting end and that's where it led me to this band. Right. Yeah. But other than that, I've drum teched across the country a bunch. That was my thing for a long time. So I just enjoy playing music better. And he's really good at it. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So when you guys first got together and you wanted to talk about, you were trying to figure out uh, what direction the music should go. Was that something that was easy for you guys to kind of, you know, work out or did it take a little bit of time for you to kind of dial in that sound you were looking for? Uh, I mean, it's, it's tricky because like the first, when we first started this project, it was only me and her. So like, there was no really, like I was demoing songs, like jumping from the guitar to the drums to the bass and, you know, right. like humming melodies and write, you know, I'd be driving in my car and like writing stuff. So like, I, I, the way I feel about it is like, I, I've learned a lot of my instrument over the course of my years playing it. Um, I tend to let songs write themselves, if that makes sense. Uh, I feel mm -hmm. like I have a style that's based on my inspiration and influences. And I try to translate that over to something that's my own. Um, so finding a sound wasn't really, I feel like we started really doing that this writing cycle because it wasn't just me who is, you know, jumping back and forth. It, it's like, you know, I have someone who's a, a drummer who like, I have like someone who's a bass player. I have someone mm -hmm. who's a saint. Like, so like where it's, it's everybody incorporating something now into this. So like, I, I feel like who we are and what we're capable of and what we're able to put out as a band and as musicians, I feel like is really starting to reflect now where it's not just me. It's, it's a collective group of people who are good at what they do and coming right. together and putting something out there. So I, I feel like it's, it's, yet to come it's it's yet to come on a public uh scale at least right <clears throat> now as you guys start first got together and you started uh you know working on your music uh the first time you actually did like a full set together at a venue were you guys you know confident that you guys had you know a good sound that people were gonna like or were there some hesitation no, no, we we worked on it so much before yeah. that that we like yeah. we were like let's go. Like, sleep at that there's point. there's there's like pretty much two questions in that question. And <laughs> question one is like with this band, no, I never get on stage and get jitters or have pre-show okay. jitters. I get on stage yeah. now that we are well rehearsed. We are well practiced. Everybody's in sync. Everybody's locked in. Um, 
and I truth be told, we have played a lot in our eight months uh, playing, and no, not once have I felt jitters. Like I, my old man, I would feel every freaking show. We never, I never right. knew how we were gonna sound. But uh, you know, this with this project, I know that everybody's in sync, locked in, and we're well rehearsed. Now, question two. Um, I, and I don't, this is going to sound bad, but let me explain. Like I, yes, I write music for people to listen to and relate to, but at the end of the day, like I am also very realistic and understand that what we write is not going to be everybody's cup of tea and our job outside right. of creating music that's real and raw and means something to us. Our job as a band is to find those people who relate to it or can relate to it or to give it the best chance of finding those people. So like, um, I don't, I don't go into a song or a writing process thinking like, Oh, is the general public going to like this? Like it, it, there's a part of me that cares, but like the, the, the end of the day, I don't care. It's as long as it means something to me, if I can listen to it in my car over and over and over and over and over again, right. oh, this is bitching. Like, you know, then like, I'm, I know we're on to something, you know? Right. Well, one thing I, I do kind of, you know, I, I have known other people that have been in bands and, you know, they, they kind of share the same idea. Um, they feel that it's better to play the music that describes them and be real than to try to play something that fits the audience and be something or someone that they're just not. Yeah. I mean, that's with anything, you know, like I like, I'm sure I like, you know, we just met, but I'm sure there's some things in your life and there's some things in my life that we could relate on if we really sat down and got to mm. speak. But like there's 8 billion people in the world. I'm not going to be able to do that. You know, like all yeah. I can do honestly is write from my past experiences and my train of thought, my emotions, and not everybody's going to agree with me and that's okay. But you right. know, if, if one person finds solace or inspiration or drive or comfort in my art, then I did my job. She did her job. He did his job. That's, that's yeah. how I feel about it. I'm not here to people please. <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm assuming that you all have, uh, a relationship or family um, that supports you with all this. Um, do they travel with you? I mean, I know, I know she mentioned that, you know, her and her husband uh, work together and, you know, they just have a baby now as well. Uh, so that presents certainly a whole new range of uh, challenges. Uh, but what about the rest of you guys? Do you guys have family that uh, go with you? My husband doesn't come. Um, I okay. Don't- we do when we do short runs like we've done runs where i did bring the baby but it's it's their their quicker ones um no i i it's usually just us that go we my mom like honestly my mom will come to like a local show or something uh, my dad just passed away not too long ago mm-hmm. um i never really had a relationship with my family though so like you know we this is like a whole new world to me and like honestly like i've talked to my mom about you know, potentially coming out for a run or two with us, um, right. you know, just cause they, but no, like I never really, you know, I got kicked out of my house when I was 
14, 15 years old. Uh, my parents didn't want me to play music. They didn't want me to play in bands. And like, it's just, you know, when something makes you tick, you got to do it. And, um, you know, and so this is this, it's a whole new world to me, but you know, my, my mom has come to a couple of our shows since we have been a band. She's never saw my old band though, ever. Oh, right. How about you? Um, my parents come out to shows here and there. Um, your brothers and your yeah, yeah, family, yeah, yeah, your family. Definitely more support. with this group. They like this group a lot. Yeah, I love Nick's family. Shout they're out so to Nick's fun. family. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the number one groupies. All of them. Yeah, they're, they're sick. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, my my mom and stuff. They do come. Yeah, they right. do. They love our music. They bless it to themselves in the car. So yeah, that's another thing too. Like, I know, like you know, my mom wouldn't hesitate to tell me if something sucks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I can certainly relate to that. I mean, uh, as an artist, you know, I, I draw all kinds of strange things. And, you know, my mother would see him and she'd be like, you know, it's good work. Subject matter might be questionable, but it's good work. Yeah, you know. You know. So, I mean, I totally, moms are always, you know, the one voice you can almost count on, you know, to, to know if something's good or bad. This is like the first band my, my, my mom and parents are like, actually really into because I, I don't know, I think I just praise a little bit of my old bands and then this was the one that actually really fit for me. Because we love you and we support you when we take care. We're a family here, so I really think regardless of our family supports us or not, like we support each right. other over everything else. We support each other. We're a bunch of misfits that came together. Right. Oh, that totally makes sense. Um, I do want to stay real quick. Um, Support our local creative, or support our creative. Uh, this is headed by Alan Greenstein. Uh, he says hello to everybody, and he has, he's got a thing where he's all about uh, creative people. So if you get a chance to check him out, um, he's got his hands in, in a lot of areas with creativity. Um, create something, so, Alan. Let's create something beautiful. Let's do it. Absolutely. So on the music side, how long have you guys been, you know, playing instruments? I mean, well, how long have you guys been playing music individually or singing? Well, I started singing, I think, before I could really speak. Um, and then I did all of the local and the state and all those competitions. And like I said, I took a, a little break for a little while. I was on American Idol um, back in the day. Uh, really, really, honestly, my whole life. And I never, especially, I never really took it as seriously as I do now. Um, and I never want to not have it in my life at this point. It will be a forever part of me until my last breath. I never want it to leave my life. I'm not whole without music. Right. right. I, uh, I wanted to play drums when I was a kid, actually. And uh, my parents wouldn't let me. So, like, like, I was, I, like, then I was, like, all about the guitar. I want to play guitar. And they, like will let you play guitar if you play piano and I fucking hated them for it because I didn't want to <laughs> but then um you know so I've been playing guitar and piano since I was 10 years old uh 34 now so 24 years uh and I will say I love that I can play the piano now because like it's a sick instrument I just didn't appreciate it, it a little punk you know the first time I heard right. Beethoven I was like wait wait wait, wait what <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that came to you <laughs> um 
I uh, started playing drums like every generic drummer. How old are you? Pots and pans. Oh. Goes on to like the like the burgundy <laughs> ass looking like toy drum set with like really oh, yeah. pancake drums. Yeah, first. I remember those. And like it worked. And then like I remember like that would break, and then I would randomly like go to Target and find this random like clear plastic drum set that would break, all that <laughs> stuff. And then like, and now I, he has fifteen drums. And then I think, <laughs> no, um, and I think it was the, it was the summer of uh, from fourth to fifth grade is where I really like got a full drum set and I actually started playing drums. So it's been a long time, and I'm thirty two now. So it's like, right. Probably like 27 years of Trump. <laughs> now, you know, you've okay, so you guys come together and you're talking about the music, talking about the theme. How did you come up with the name Heavy on the Heart? That's a fun story. Shit. All right. So, like, <laughs> it's not really that fun. <laughs> my old band, um, the singer of that band, and the other guitar player, and me were best friends. I've actually known him half my life. And, uh, you know, to get a little personal, because I don't really care, um, you know, right. like he, uh, you know, the band broke up for terrible reasons. There was no reason. And, uh, you know, mm. uh, we our friendship kind of just ended, you know, like in bad terms. And, uh, you know, I kind of went through a mental breakdown. I kind of went through like this crisis. Mm. And I like okay. going through, you know, I lost my best friend. I lost my band, which like, you know, meant the world to me. And like, you know, we just put in all this work on two unreleased records. And like, I was just going through it. And like, oh, we were on my deck one day in my backyard. And I just was like, oh man, this shit weighs so heavy on my heart. And she's like, that's it. Like, that's it. I was like, what, what are you talking about? She's like, heavy on the heart. And I was like, oh fuck, that's amazing. That's huge. Let's do it. Like, so that's how it came about. Like, I didn't even know I created it. He told me a year, like a year later, he was like, "You're the one who came up with the name." I'm like, "When? When did I do that?" Right. My misery, you know. <laughs> well, you know, you know what they say. You know, when it comes to life, you know, you, you watch. Uh, like we, we're seeing this now, all these wildfires going around. You know, there's a hard time. Everything burning, and nothing seems like it's going to be working out. But given enough time, you watch things grow back. And sometimes things grow back even better than before. No, I, I agree, man. I definitely agree with you. Honestly, I didn't understand it then. It felt like Murphy's Law was going on. Everything that oh, yeah. went wrong was going the fuck wrong, dude. But, like, you know, there was, like, some saving graces and, like, some, like, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, like, you know, there was there was times throughout that whole time where I was like, I don't even want to fucking do this anymore. Like, I, I like right. I just don't want to do it. And like, you know, like, you know, the, you see the beauty in the dark because the light does come out. You know, and like, mm -hmm. like it's, I'm I'm happy to be here. I think um, we got something really special here. I think um, it's really special to me, and uh, it took me a while to to you know see it and like took me a while to like understand it but you know if i could go back i would do it all again you know i would let it happen the way it happens it, it is what it is i love what we got going on right now so you have, right we bloomed from the destruction 
So yeah. Mm -hmm. and you're stuck with, you guys are stuck with me for life. So. So you got, when you guys are together and you're working on your music, you know, you're writing songs, you're kind of composing music. Um, does everybody tend to, you know, kind of, you know, get this like, okay, well, that sounds cool. What if I did this? Or you know, how about we try this? Is there like, um, I, I don't want to say like equal say, but I mean, is this kind of a, a collective effort when you're writing all your music together? Yes and no. <laughs> yes, because we all give our input. No, because he says no. Um, he, he's really good at hearing what he he'll play like a riff quickly, and he'll expand on it, and he'll his brain just goes into this is what everything should sound like, and he'll give right. like a, a rough format of what he wants it to be like, and he'll play it that way. Especially like drums, he'll play it that way, but then he'll add his own to it, and. Usually, I mean, usually he's okay with it at that point, but like get the basics down, like it, even vocals, like he'll be like, sing it this way. And you don't want to hear him sing, but I don't sing anything like him. So I'm like, <laughs> we well, have to fix, like, I can't sing it that low. I can't sing it that high, whatever. And then I'll add my own little things to it. And sometimes, right. like, no, I don't like that. And I'm like, well, I like it. So I'm singing it, but it, it all, it all works. And yeah, I don't know, we just have a way of working with each it, other. It, like, it, I, I the best way to put it is is like yeah like I hear I hear I have something like I want to hear it like basically like you know if I come up with a riff I'm sitting on my couch or I come up with something and when I present it to everybody you know I want everybody to make it their own but mm -hmm. at least some type of formula that needs to be followed you know what I'm saying like right think about chocolate milk, you know, some people like a lot of fucking serum and then other people don't want like, you know, they want some like just a light brown milk, you know, like, yeah. so like, and like, I think it's just a matter of finding that middle ground, but like, I trust Nick enough and I trust Andrew enough and I trust her enough to, uh, you know, put, put the, with their input. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to veto this and say no, like, you know, right. like, at the end of the day, like, like, I want to hear what I'm, I want to hear. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I do want to hear what is going on up here. Out. Right. Like, you know, we go from there. But everybody has creative freedom. Everybody has creative input. Um, you know, everybody can bring something to this. And that's what's beautiful about it. Right. So when, when you guys have done, you know, your live show, what, so far to date, which one has been probably your top favorite do you all have the same favorite or do you all have your own personal favorite i think we have similar but also like like we i i know that i have two that i yeah, can't I pick two. between and i think they're the same ones our first debut show with the color fred it was just we worked so hard and so long to get this out and it was finally coming to light and it was a really good show it was a really good crowd for our first show and mind you, I was never on a stage like that before. Like I literally right. got off the stage and randomly jumped on him and hugged him. And I was like, oh my God, that was the most amazing feeling I've ever felt. And then recently we did, um, the, by us, there's a Jones Beach band shell on a boardwalk. And um, as a kid, you always go by it and you don't see much in it because you know, you're know you not there at night as a kid, but you're always like, I want right. to be in there. Like it looks so cool. And then we finally got to play it and it was just, I was, I was, I was one of the best shows. I think it sounded great. It, it looked good. We, we, 
don't know. It was. I'm between those amazing. two as well. You were playing in the wind. It was like a, like you were like in like a. It was just. I, I don't know. Like epic. The it was, debut it was show. Epic. The debut show was like special because one, we sounded so fucking good. It was a huge crowd and like just letting it all out. How much it took to even get to that stage. Uh, right. People, you know, like my business partner actually uh, helped us book that show. And I listened to him for the last, pro- previous two months say, this is going to be a fucking disaster. This is going to be a fucking disaster. <laughs> and like I was telling him, like, yo, fuck you. Like, you know, like, like yeah. you know, like, so like to be doubted and to prove him wrong and like to be told like, wow. And then like to get more opportunity from that. We don't even have a song out at this point yet. It's like, you know, like we're going to show you. And then Jones Beach, because I was 10 years old, 11 years old. And like, I was on the, you know, walking the boardwalk with my family and I saw like, you know, some type of band. I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but I just remember being in awe. Like I want to play there one day. Like I want to be on that stage and like, yeah. And like, you know, it was like a little monumental milestone to me. And like, we yeah. sounded great at that show too. And like, it was, a, so those, those are definitely the two right now. Six months from now, it might be different because we have a lot of cool yeah. shit a lot of talk about yeah but like like those two right now are like i'll never forget those ever right never ever what about you so probably the like i can't they were the best shows yeah, so, yeah. i mean we've done quite a few I shows care all playing, good. i didn't care about playing one of the worst house kids damn that was fun it was a lot of right fun. <laughs> <laughs> so as you I mentioned you had a lot of go ahead no, I was just saying how bad the drum heads were that at uh, that house kid for that. It was so, but it was so much fun. We didn't care. No, we were just like it was just. No, so we epic. sounded good too. Those drum yeah. heads didn't stop us from sounding yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. right. <laughs> well, you know, I think a lot of that, you know, as we talked about before, you know, good chemistry. I've seen people play some of the most amazing songs with some of the worst equipment. And it really kind of comes down to the energy that you put out, that vibe. You know, if you can just, if you can sound good, if you can work together, if you can get the crowd worked up, then that really, that's really all that matters. And, you know, so along those lines, you know, you said you got some projects coming up. Uh, where are some of the locations you're going to be heading out to? Well, uh, <laughs> we're in the, right now we have, um, we got, <clears throat> a November run coming up. We're hitting uh, Cleveland. We're hitting Lakewood. We're hitting uh, Pittsburgh. We're hitting uh, where else are we going? Be at Asbury Park on that run. Uh, we have a full U.S. Uh, in the works right now in January. Um, and you know we, we're releasing an EP soon, so like we're going to be campaigning that. Um, we're going to be out a lot we're going to be on the road a lot uh whether it's a five-day run whether it's a three-week run whether it's a weekend uh we are trying to reach whoever we can however we can when it makes sense for us and um you know today we just confirmed something i'm not allowed to speak of it yet but i'm telling you like we just confirmed it today and uh i'm so excited it's in new york it's in home but it's a very big venue. It's a very big event. Um, 
and it's it's probably gonna it will be the biggest stage this band has ever played with, uh, and it'll probably be the, the third biggest stage I've ever played on. So um, you know, it's I'm very excited for it. I can't wait to announce it. Um, and yeah, so we got some cool shit coming up, man. But you don't you don't forget your roots, you know, and like right. Jones Beach or fucking Muddy. Really. I don't care if we're ever at Madison Square Garden. That debut show will be my forever favorite because it finally happened. Yeah, you know, it set us off, man. The ship set sail, you know? Right. So, what, what the one show, and, and it, you know, I'm not asking to, you know, um, say anything bad about the venue, but what the one show that, you know, that kind of made you think, like, wow, I mean, did maybe we shouldn't do this or you know what was a bad show for you we really didn't have a bad show as this band i mean like i've had one like we've had one show where i was kind of like we're better than this you know we're better than and it wasn't like i watched videos back and that's just me being it wasn't bad it wasn't bad i tripped on stage and he got mad at me like it wasn't it wasn't bad like we sounded good uh the energy was there the crowd was in it but like it wasn't bad. I just have a very, like, I want us to have a high standard of excellence. I want us to get right. out there and show we're professionals. I want us to get out there and show that we take this seriously. We're not just a bunch of drunken fools, you know? So, like, right. that, but, like, you know, my old band, we would go make, we'd look like jerk-offs most, most nights, you know, because, like, we just, we were young, we were reckless, we were stupid, we were drunk, like, you know? So, like, <laughs> Like, you know, like, but like, we are not that we're not that we're not that. And like, you know, a bad show for us was, is probably a good show for that other band. And like, you know, like, okay. I just, I hold everybody cause I know what they like every, including me, like I know what we're capable of and I want us to present that anytime we're right. in an audience when we're downstairs practicing, let's, let's, you know, let's be stupid. Let's, let's have some fun. But like, when we get on that stage, this is work, and you better take it seriously, you know? Right. And we do. We do. Uh, I, uh, one thing I've always believed in, you got to love what you're doing. Because oh, if yeah. you really love what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. true. And with that being in, being said, has there ever been time when you, you know, you, you're together, you're rehearsing, you hit a point where it's just like, oh, Wow, gosh, you know what? Let's just take a break from this. Let's step out for a little bit, you know, or let's pick this up later. You know, how often do you hit those points where you just got to step back? Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of like, like a couple hours ago, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, we're writing new music. <laughs> so, like, you know, like sometimes songs write themselves. Sometimes you just get in right. there and fucking magic. And then other times yeah. it's like, no, like, come on, we gotta, like, I'm like, you know, this is off, and that is off, and like, no, we're like, we're so close. All right, let's take a breather. We'll come back, you know. So, right. like, I feel like on regular practice days, when before we have a show or something, like, we run through the songs two or three times, and we're like, all right, like, don't stop drilling them into your head. But right when writing music, I feel like that's when it's like, yeah, that's when it's the most, like, you know, even like, because like most ideas i write i'm usually you know at home on the couch watching law and order and i you know like and i'm like mm-hmm. just going around and it's like oh this sparks you know so like um you know like when i catch myself having writer's block or i'm not really feeling what i'm doing i'll put a guitar down i won't look at it for two weeks you know i won't touch it i'll go do other things i'll go 
play basketball, walk the dogs, like do other activities and then come back with, you know, zen, like clear head, like what's going right. to So, you know, I look at little mental breaks as a good thing. Like I don't look at it as wasted time. I look at it as rejuvenation. Right. All right. So uh, one thing I, I'd always like to ask musicians, uh, and, and I'm sure, you know, <clears throat> you've probably been asked before, but uh, from each one of you, I would like you to give me three people that inspired you the most with music. Nick, you go first. Oh, wow. <clears throat> you know, give, give me the three biggest influences on what you're doing today. Um, little kid in me was obsessed with Travis Barker. So that's one. Travis mm-hmm. Blank, man of drum parts that people probably some of them don't understand what's happening, but I do just do to just like growing up learning drums and rudiments and different stuff. He's do, doing more than looks and uh, uh, who else? Um, you have one late great Taylor Hawkins, a big Foo yeah. Fighters fan. Um, hmm. I feel like we get asked this all the time. Yeah, I, still, I, I still get confused every time I answer it. I'm like, uh. <laughs> the last one. Hmm, let me go on a whim and not a musician. Um, oh, damn, this is hard. Can I come back to you? Yeah, just, like, just go to them. <laughs> uh, Blink-182 as a whole. Without oh, Blink-182, I wouldn't be playing music, or at least I wouldn't have found it at an early age. Steve Jenkins from Third Eye Blind. Um, I've met him. He's kind of jerkish, but (laughs) he's brilliant. And lyricism-wise, you know, he's one of the best to do it. Uh, He's just, he's, he's, in my opinion, him and that band are just so good at making music that resonates and lyrics that like are thought and then uh laura jane grace of against me another incredible lyricist uh another one with thought-provoking lyrics and making something i don't even want to call it basic but not you know taking taking something that would be considered basic and making it sound anthemic and making it sound triumphant and making right. it sound larger than life and like that, that, that's those are my three biggest musical influences uh okay amy lee of evanescence because i was an opera singer like i said and she was an opera singer prior to being in evanescence and i just think that like i was always told oh you have to sing so you have to sing pretty and it's like no you don't have to but i do have a range i might not have the range she has but i thought it was really inspiring that like I could be, be something like that. Right. Um, the next one has is not, uh, it's, it's different, but I, when I was younger, I saw Pink in concert and her performance is, and if you don't know, look it up online. She's oh, crazy oh. on stage. She's so entertaining. Mm-hmm. She's so talented. She's like, she flips upside down in the air. She does something for everybody. And I think like, that's just the kind of entertainer I would like to be somebody right. that you are in awe of and that does what they want, how they want. And they're true to themselves. Um, oh, my third one just went out of there. Who, who's my third influence? You would know this. 
I feel like you know this better than I would, Brandon. Shania Twain. There you go, Shania. There we go. I love her. Okay. I love her songs. I just think, yeah, I'm sure I'll talk about this at some point, but as a woman, it's really hard. Um, and right. he just has such, like, I know it's music for, like, the girls, but if you actually listen to her words, like, they're really, they make you think, especially, like, her love songs. Like, she's a she's really good with her words. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, it, the... And then a good segue to the next part. Um, being a band that had a female front, how how had the reaction been for you guys overall? I'm going to start with that one quickly. Go. Because this one irritates me. But we were, before we had this band solidified, you know, we were going through people and stuff, and, ev- like, mostly everybody was like, no. I'm not doing it. No, no. Even his business mm-hmm. partner that was on got us a show that said it was going to be a disaster was because he remembers me when I was an opera singer. He's like, she can't do this. Um, especially I'm a mom. I own a hair salon. Like I have a really, I don't have a second to myself, but like I dedicate all of my time to this that I have. Right. And like, just to hear so many people doubting you when you don't even know what we, what we're about or what we do is I just, I love rubbing in their face that like, ha ha. Like, yeah, we can, right. can do this. You can do your dream. It's, oh, it gets me going. You can go. It's a male-dominated scene, especially on Long Island. I mean, throughout the world, it's a male-dominated music mm-hmm. scene. Um, most of these dudes in the music scene, especially here, look at it as, as it's a man's world. And, um, you know, when, before Nick came about, I was trying to bring my old drummer from my old band into this new project. Oh, and love. And don't get me wrong, me and we talk daily, me and him. We're good friends. Um, like he refused to do it because she's a girl. And right. um, you know, I how much shit while she was pregnant, like even our producer and other people, like, are you you're an idiot? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And like I just like look at it as if someone has talent. Someone has hustle. Someone has drive. Someone's saying they want to do it. No one's going to grind. Right. They're going to work. They deserve to be heard, and they do their job. And who gives a shit what their gender is? I care less. You know, like right. I look at it as like you know, there's a lot of good music out there, but like as a musician, I get the music aspect of it. The average listener doesn't give a shit if what scale you're playing. The the average listener doesn't know a Mixolydian, you know, that doesn't know a Dorian. Nobody cares. Like they're listening to the voice. They're listening to the, the lyrics. They're trying to understand that. And like, I would take a female singer with an impactful voice with um, a good sense of self over a mediocre singer uh, any day of the week because that's right. who deserves to be heard. And, um, you know, being in the music scene, I got a lot of shit for it. Like, oh, you're, you're doing this female thing. And, like, quite frankly, like, A, she's more ballsy than most men I know. B, she's doing her thing. And, like, the fact right. that some of those people are even now saying to me, like, you're right. Or, you know, damn, she's grinding. Or, you know, like, you guys are you know, you, we're turning heads and like, I like that. Like, like paint us as an underdog all you want. I love the underdog mentality yeah. because like, uh, you just gonna, you, you like, you're going to force us to go even harder, man. You know? 
I don't want mm. your roses. Keep them. I've been the underdog my whole life, and I will always make it through on top. So I love being tested. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, I love that underdog mentality because, quite frankly, I've been my underdog myself, and you know who cares? Like, I don't. Gender doesn't mean shit. Like, you know, right. you got talent. You got talent, and hard work will beat the talent when the talent doesn't work. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's one of the things that I've always, uh, I myself, uh, you know, growing up, I would always go into the Minneapolis, the the, uh, the biggest city here in Minnesota. I would always go into Minneapolis because it's got such an amazing local music venue. And my favorite music generally comes from those you are not going to find on the radio or on some top 40 hit list. Uh, only because when you know like you like you guys you know you're just starting out everything about you is genuine it's real it you know it's authentic it's something that you know i can listen to it's something that i can actually kind of you know get a feeling or a vibe from <clears throat> have you ever guy you know played at a place where um you know and somebody came up to you and just tried to be uh for lack of a better word, just outright asshole to your face right after a show? I think especially here, not with this band, they haven't, but I don't think, I don't know how to put this in, in nice terms, but anybody <laughs> here on the island that knows, I don't think him and I are the person to walk up to and do that because I'll hit you. Yeah, one time my old band played in uh, Richmond, Richmond, Virginia, and uh it was uh, like an add-on venue. It, it was it was a cash grab, if I'm being honest with you. You know, like we, right. you know, like it was a cash grab, and like we played, nobody gave a shit or whatever. Me and the bass player were sitting against this like bench, and behind the bench there were pitchers. But like I didn't think anything of it. Like you know, this this woman comes up to us and like this sweet southern accent, like excuse me, excuse me. I thought she was gonna compliment us, which. Kind of shocking because, like, I didn't, you know, I was like, Oh, hi, hi, and she got like all nasty and angry. Like, you see that picture? We turn around, it's a picture of her, and she's like, If you knock it over, I'm gonna break your balls. I was like, Oh, shit, like, yo, later, like, don't we move? We're like, You know what? It's time for us to get up. Like, <laughs> right, people that are being negative, like, you just have nothing better to do with your life. Like, that, I don't think that would even bother me because, like, okay, we're not for you, like he said earlier. Like, you don't like it, go somewhere else. It's not my problem. We're not. Okay. Like, like online, one person wrote a nasty comment though, and but it was that was weird. But it was what like was you that? need a new lead singer and oh yeah and, and uh, new songs. And I was like, yeah, oh, let the hate begin. So so you know you're not gonna please everybody. You're not gonna appease anybody. Everybody and like social media is a different story in my opinion because like everybody's a keyboard warrior. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like everybody's a keyboard warrior. So oh yeah. You know, like, I don't even personally take that shit to heart. Like, you know, like, it's like if one person out of every 20 or 30 or 50, like, is telling me, like, we suck, like, I'm okay with that. You know, like, I just hope the person telling me we suck is doing something useful and productive uh, with their life, you know, is trying to impact society in a positive way, you know, and obviously they're not doing that good of a job if they have to go out and tell somebody they suck, you know, so like, yeah. that's where I'm at, fuck them. So like happy people don't say nasty things to people, negative nasty people that don't have something going on for themselves say nasty things. The, the worst is when, when it's like a big band too, and it's like they can't even be happy about it, they have to shit talk it. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, you know, like, bro, get, 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 like, do something better with your time, you know? Like, you don't like something, don't, like... Also, nine times out of ten, no one's going to see that comment that's actually in the band, so, like, keep it to your damn self. Ten times out of ten, I'm going to delete that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've always found that the vast majority of the haters are people that have absolutely zero talent. Yeah, zero. And, and they got you know. They like, sit behind their keyboards, literally. Yeah. Nothing better to do with themselves. You know, I've had people bash my artwork before, and it's like, oh, okay, fine. You know what? Show me what you can do. But like, how? Oh, well, bad- I'm not an artist. Oh, well, yeah, that's my point. Now, shut the hell up. How bad of a place do you have to be in to go on somebody's post and be like, you know what? I just want them to know they suck. Like, thank right. Yeah, I'm a Starbucks drinker. I'm not going to go on Dunkin' Donuts' Facebook page and be like, your coffee sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to do it. Like, you know, like, like, it's like, like, it's stupid. You know, you don't like something, just don't, don't support it. Don't buy it. Like, your opinion is irrelevant at that point. You know, like, that, that's how I feel about it. But people are going right. to be people and you just, you deal with it. You know, you're better than that. And that's it. You know, fuck them. <laughs> All right, so here's my next question. It, uh, this one's actually kind of a fun one because it, it's always different for uh, different bands that I've talked to. Where was the one place where you guys were at and all of a sudden you guys just got this inspiration for a song? You know, Has that ever happened where you all just kind of like had a collective inspiration? You almost kind of were on the same wavelength when you came up with the song? or Yeah, I mean... We write we write the lyrics together, him and I, for the most mm-hmm. part, unless we figure something out on his own. Um, but out of, like the other day, we wrote a song and uh, we looked at each other at the same time and we said the exact same line like two or three times and we're like, "Wow, this is gonna be great." Like, I like but- I like hikes. I like the woods. I like beat like scenic areas when it's writing yeah. vocals and melodies, and I like hearing shitty demos and singing to them and humming to them. Um, uh, I like I like scenery. I like something that's gonna inspire me. You know, it might be a bird in the fucking sky, like you know. But like and like, you never know when it's gonna come. But like, I like yeah, like I think, you know, music wise, like most of the time we're writing music, we're in my house, like you know, like we're in like the studio or something. Like a lot right. of good ideas come along. But when it comes to vocals, like I usually try to break away from this creative space and find creative space in nature yeah, like we that's... usually will go for a hike or something and then he'll play a riff or, or like a sound that he made and he's like how does this make you feel and then i'll say how it makes me feel and then we'll go from there i think i forgot what song it was but i think we were like this should be about this and we started i don't remember what it was because it was like you know three years ago we came up with something together well, we uh we were in florida for a week writing and, uh, you know, we would demo throughout the day and then me and her would just drive at night. You know, we'd go like we drive around, we'd find scenic spots or like, you know, go to swamps and shit. One, I'm looking for alligators Two, like, you know, <laughs> we're writing, but like, I like that scenic stuff, you know, yeah. I feel like it just sparks new creativity, you know, and fresh air, new air. Like, you know, so that's. Yeah, it's hard, difficult. It's kind of difficult sitting in the living room writing. It's like, I just need to move or we sometimes sit on the back deck, which. The, the dark, nice, yeah. out, uh, we have to be outside. Yeah, so you know, it's it's it really all depends, but nature is usually where vocals and lyrics come about. Right. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, 
where do you want to uh, where where's the one venue you would love to play at? Shit. Madison Square Garden. Garden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that seemed to, you know, uh, it's a pretty interesting uh place to perform at. I mean that it's got a long history, it's got uh, quite a a long list of uh bands that have played there. Why Madison Square Garden? One, I think it's because it, we're home. It's home. Two, it's okay. Madison Square Garden. It's the um, Mecca. Yeah, it's huge. We're New Yorkers, you yeah. know? Like, that's the biggest stage to us here. Yeah. Um, mm, okay. so like, I would also like to play Red Rocks, I'm not going to lie. Red Rocks, Red Rocks is, is another definitely one. one. Yeah. I've been there for I've I've been there a couple of times. And that I would love to play at. Um, the, the Nikon Theater at Jones Beach. Um, that is that. That to me, for Long Islanders, is slightly more iconic than Madison Square Garden during the summer. Yeah, like you know, like honestly, like in my opinion, like personally, the stage can never be bigger. You know, like I want it right. to be bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, the Super Bowl, like you know, like <laughs> I like you know, and that's like far, far out of reach. They don't book people like us, you know. Like we're not, right. we're not you Lizzo, know? you know, or like we're not fucking Taylor Swift, but okay. like you know, like you know, like there's there's places like in my opinion, the stage can always be bigger and get bigger and better, and and right. that's that's where I want to be. I want to just keep growing and growing and growing and get to that bigger and bigger and bigger stage. Yeah. But yeah, Madison Square Garden. As a New Yorker, as a lifelong Knicks fan, um, right. you know, Billy Joel, fucking hundred fifty something shows there. You know. Oh yeah. Like, so yeah, the gardens for me. The garden, but I definitely like. I, I don't know why when I went when I was younger to Red Rocks, like I just I will, and this is a fact. Quote me on it. I will. We will play there one day. I like. I just like. I don't know. Yeah, no, Red Rocks is going to be way easier to play than the Garden. I know that. Right. Actually, I wrote it for a band who played the Red Rocks, yeah. you know? So, like, I was, like, like teching. So, like, you know, like, I, I like, we'll get to the Red Rocks. Yeah, we'll get to the Red Rocks. <laughs> yeah, the, the closest I've ever come to, you know, being involved with any major uh, performer, uh, I was actually helping set up the stage for Elton John. Oh, wow. That's iconic. Yeah, and I had the chance to see him. I mean, you know, and everybody's always, you know, you see him as this big name, you know, this big flamboyant personality just out there, uh, and, and rightfully so. But when I saw him backstage, he was like the most mellow guy I've ever seen. Now, along that same line, are you guys the same off stage that you are on stage? No. No. Yes and no. Yeah, yes and no. I'm a very outgoing, I'm a very outgoing person um, right. with a very big personality. I'm actually, I think, more calm on stage when I yeah. shouldn't be, and I'm working on that. I'm, I'm very more well-reserved, like, as a human being. Like, I like, unless I'm, like, comfortable with you, unless I'm with them, you know? Like, when people I'm, like, comfortable with, like, you know, like I'm way more open, but like the person I am with the people I'm comfortable with, I am on stage. I am right. comfortable being on stage 
Uh, but you know, if like I'm just meeting somebody or like, you know, I'm at a party, I'm not really a big party person, like, yeah, but you know, here. like yeah. we're just like more reserved. We're like in- I wouldn't call us introverted, but we're we're fucking pretty borderline. No, me, me pretty- used to be in a lot of touring bands, so it's like the party life is like not the same. We're not the same as like we used to be. Yeah. No, right. Yeah. I'd rather party with some like close friends and shit than go out and like, you know. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, like I, I think we are real on stage. I just think that, you know, a part of me that people don't know you'll see on stage. He whereas pops around, like, he's all over, yeah. You, you, who, the people who know me know that's that's who I am, you know? But, like, people right. who I'm just meeting or don't know. I'm, for, for reference, I've known him since I was literally in middle school, and I didn't – I thought he was just, like, the most quiet – boring reserved person and now when i walk in the house he barks at me so if that says anything he's definitely grown on me he's he's much more of a personality than i ever thought and i'm the kind of person that when i meet you i'll bark at you so (laughs) like Like, i'll just be like yeah no but i've uh i remember watching videos of our first performance and i was like wow i thought i was jumping around like a nut and i stood in place and bopped my leg now I'm all over more, but I'm still trying to let more of my me. I, I'm definitely I'm like ninety five percent there. That I'm, I'm <laughs> right. Well, you know, it, it, it as the band developed, you know, it it's almost like its own organism. You know, it has its own psyche. It has its own personality. You know, because you, you're working together as a unit. You know, it's not. Um, it's not like the the band like Marilyn Manson. You know, he had the band, but it's strictly Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah. You know, you guys are all together, so I can certainly see why, you know, when you're on stage, you would kind of develop, like, a whole new entity that is all heavy on the heart. You know, and then when you're off stage, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I'm like, why can't that? Yeah, I, I, I think... I think what we present on stage is, you know, very much who we are, you know, I just think Mm -hmm. you see us in a moment that's so real. It's so intimate that we're enjoying so much. I could give a fuck if there's one person or 1 million people watching, I'm going to give you everything I have. I'm going to give you my heart. I'm going to give you my soul. And I want you to remember that, you know, like I want you to remember that for the rest of your life. Like, you know, and, and that's just how I... After that biker bar last summer, which is me and Gossip. Yeah, uh, me and this dude last summer, we played we played a, a festival. Yeah, I sang. We played a festival, me and him. And, like, oh, man, like, there was, like, three people there. But, like, we gave it our all. Like, we went on there like we were playing the garden. And, like, you know, I'm not a singer. Like, I can write you a melody, but I'm not a singer. And, like... You know, like, I give it my all. I will give you every last pipe, you know, that I have. But, like, so, yeah, I mean, like, it's just, you got to give people your heart and your energy and your emotion. You got to show them that or, like, you're not doing your job, you know? Right. So uh, this is something that, you know, I've also like to ask uh, musicians and band. Was there ever a time when you get ready to perform and something, whether something happened or, you know, um, there might have been a technical issue, whatever. Was there ever a time when you thought like, oh, shit, this might not work. We might not be able to do this. We always do it. But yes, that's happened. The other day, a bass string broke in the middle of the set 
and that was horrible because mm. I literally was like trying to cover it here because the wrong notes were being played. Um, then the, at the at actually at the Jones Beach show we had the the wire broke the cable, way, broke. The cable broke. I am um, I I went on a a two week tour once and I broke my fucking hand. Yeah, you know, like like two days before we left. And they wanted to put me in a hard cast. And I was like, no, I can't do it. I need to play. So right. I had them put me in a splint and I would take it off every night and play. And I would, I like, I fucked my hand up even way. I came home and like, I had to get it recasted. It was fucked. Like, but I broke my hand and uh, I played every night with the broken hand. Another time I got food poisoning. And like every other I fucking, I put a garbage can behind my, my amp. And I'm fucking throwing up middle of the set into it. Like, I was just like, oh, I was so sick. But, like, I, I you know, like, you gotta, you gotta do that. Like, the, the show in Jersey that we played, I was, like, deathly ill. I didn't know what was happening. And they're like, well, we're here. We're, we're performing. And I'm like, okay. Performing. And then we were finishing the set. And they, I, I don't remember what happened. But then, oh, the bass player announced we were going to sing another song. And I thought I was going to die. I thought I was gonna die, and I ran outside. I didn't say thank you to anybody. Ran outside, and I was like, "I hate you guys. I'm never doing this with you again." Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. Nothing terrible, though. Yeah. Except your hand. Uh, I don't even know. I can't remember. You're always on point, Nick. No. I hit know. myself in the face with a drumstick. And- You've hit me in the face with a drumstick. <laughs> Yeah, I've been hit with a few <laughs> When they snap, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I I can't tell you how many times I played my guitar and, you know, a string snapped and that snapback wraps around your hand to get that son of a... <laughs> you know. And then the eye, baby, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ow, oh. Yeah, the yeah my, my stupid, the stupid thing that I do is, uh, and you can kind of see it with my jack a little bit. I don't always trim the string after I uh, put on new strings. I don't always tr- trim it. So I start screwing around with it and next thing you know, I'm poking myself in the eye. I stab myself in the ear. It's no fun, bro. It's no. <laughs> I don't cut them either when I have to do that. You know, I'm lazy. I, I bring my guitars in for setups. I'm like, that's your job. You know, my, my job is just to play. It. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you got this nice looking guitar, then you got this Crazy chaos! What the fuck? Yeah. Go mess at the head, yeah. So now that you've got, you know, you've got two songs out on on uh, the open music, and when are you planning to release the next song? September 29th. September 29th. I didn't even know that. We didn't even know that. We have uh, <laughs> no. We spoke about it. We spoke about it. We're with James. Uh, oh yes, our next song. I thought you meant the. the so EP. yeah, we're okay. releasing we're releasing uh, a single on September 29th. We're gonna have more info for that within the coming weeks. Um, and when we release that single, we're also gonna be announcing our debut EP. Uh, I'm not gonna give out a date of that just yet. It's sometime in October. Um, and we'll you know we'll have pre-orders for vinyls and new merch and bundles and all that good shit. Um, but yeah, September 29th, we're releasing one of our personal favorites as a band to play. And our pers- one of our personal favorites is a song we've done. Uh, so yeah, this is a, this, I think, especially the music video that's going with this song is it really hits home. 
and I think for a lot of people it will. It's a it's a really important song to to me at least. Yeah, we're kind of this EP has a lot of rage, has a lot of pain, has a lot of deepened emotions in it. Yeah. Um, whereas you know the first two songs we release. They're one-off singles for a reason. Where this EP is a collective of songs that uh, narrates a time in my life and in her life, and so um, you know, it it's gonna be our sound. There's our signature in it, but it's definitely more mature than what we have put out um, right. of these two songs. And I love those two songs. Don't get me wrong. But I love them. Yeah, I love every. Yeah, yeah that, I'm not gonna put out something yeah, I don't love. Yeah. Like, but, right? Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, um, what else did you guys want to talk about? I mean, I, I... we are actually as soon as we're done with this podcast, I got to pack a bag, and yeah. we are yeah. heading over to New Jersey. Uh, we begin pre-production on a full-length record. Uh, we begin pre-production on a full-length record. We're going to spend the next few days in Jersey uh, going over songs that we've written over the course of the last year and some change. And uh, next month, we're going to be in the studio for three weeks uh, putting together a full-length record that will be out sometime down the line. <laughs> but, you know, it's better to be safe and prepared than sorry. And uh, I'm very stoked on that. These new songs are... Definitely, you know, different vibe. different vibe. We've stepped up. We've um, a lot more emotion. We've added to, I feel, our sound, and it's a right. It's it's like I said earlier. There's four brains behind it, not just one or two. Like so, it's it's definitely. I'm very excited for what we have going on musically right now, and I I really hope that you know the listeners uh, it resonates with them. Yeah. Right. And, and for those of you that are watching or listening, as I mentioned earlier, if you want to check them out, go down in the description. You will find their link. They are the first set of links in the description. Uh, their Instagram, their Facebook, their Open Music, their website. Um, and this way you can follow them. And, you know, I certainly recommend that you stay on top of them because they are definitely, they've got a great chemistry, great sound. And as you can tell, they are starting to go places. And, uh, you know, I've noticed that we've had somebody uh, chime in on the comment. Uh, and the first thing they said was that, you know, they loved your vocal. Oh, thank you. And uh, they, they love Heavy on the Heart. And, um, you know, they are definitely looking forward. And it says Facebook user. And I, I apologize if I don't see your name. Uh, if you'd like, you can type your name into the comment. That way I can at least identify you correctly. And, yeah. And so... <laughs> one thing that I do want to ask, and, and this is something that I kind of, you know, it is kind of cliche because, you know, you'll you hear the question with uh, several other shows. You're on, a, you're on tour. You're the big docket. What are the three bands that you would love to tour with? Fuck, man. <laughs> Blink-182. Blink-182. I've played with Third Eye Blind, but I would love to tour with them. Uh, Third Eye Blind. And honestly, man, I got to give it up for the homies and Hot Mulligan, man. They're some, they got some shit going on, man. I love right. I really love Hot Mulligan. 
that's that's those are that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. All right, and uh, it kind of in the same same field. Um, give me one person, and it can be a vocalist, uh, a guitarist, drummer, whatever. Uh, one person that you would like to uh, collaborate with on a song. Shit. You know, you, you can each have you know your own uh, name. I'm gonna go with Mark Hoppus. I would love to get a song produced with him. Uh, he's done Motion City soundtrack. He's done Simple Plan. He's done mm-hmm. Not Without a Fight, Newfound Glory record. He's done records that have literally inspired me in so many ways, shapes, or forms. And he's obviously one of in you know a part of my favorite bands. Uh, someone who got me into music. I would love to work with him and have something produced by him. Okay. So Facebook user. Is amazing Facebook user. Motion <laughs> 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 City soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Facebook user is Kristen. Hi Kristen. Like if 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 you're gonna make it as much as a whole, you will probably want to be produced by Blink one eighty two in general because I would like to just meet Travis again and not Sound like I'm a 15 year old little chipmunk that I really <laughs> met him. So, like, hi, I'm 32 now and not some random kid. Because when I met him, I was too young to even understand what. No, you're meeting your idol when you're that young. Yeah. I thought I was gonna pass out when I met him. No. I mean, it's depending on who it is, I'll still fangirl sometimes myself. You know, like I just can't. Right. But I'm a fangirl at heart. You know. I think mine would be Amy Lee still. I think it will always be Amy Lee. She's just, to me, one of the most, I don't know, I guess I just, I just resonate with her so much. I don't know. I love it. I'm sure there's other people that I would, if I had the time to think about it, but I love her. I really do. She's inspired me and I just look up to her in so many ways. And when I met her, she was the most amazing person I've ever met. And I think that that pushes why I love her so much to another right. level. And she's so tiny. Yeah. Well, I, at the risk of sounding, um, uh, not sexist, but uh, and most of the female vocalists that I've seen or have met, uh, they're always tiny. I, I don't know what it is, but it's just small women, big voices. I mean, I mean, I'm only five three, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I hope I one day will be like them. Yeah, I mean, I myself being six foot one, I have that voice. You know, if, if you catch me in a room and I start yelling at somebody. Everybody knows it's me. Um, it, it it's kind of funny, but uh, here we go. Uh, Emily vocal, uh, just wow, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, did you have a question earlier that was like, was there a venue that you went to that you were like, well, like, nah, that's not it, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, there's this place in Houston, Texas. Never go there. It's called Super Happy Funland. Never go there. It's like probably like a, just like every worst Cabbage Patch doll and like scary like random stuff and it could be cats running through walls and yeah, it's a shit show. Yeah, it's not, yeah. I I saw them on Bar Rescue. Bar Rescue. Yeah, Headhunters. You said. Yeah. 
No, no Super no. Happy Funland. Oh, Super Happy Funland. Because that, that sounds like uh, a a, rest, uh, a bar called Headhunters. Oh. Uh, they're down in Texas as well. Uh, same thing. Like twisted cabbage patch dolls all over the place. Maybe it is the same place. Uh, we broke, you, my old van broke down in front of it too, and we were there for three hours trying to figure out a battery, like just to get a battery to run again. It was the worst. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's probably, um, well, no, it's still, my friends and, it's still around because that was 2014 and it's still around. I just somehow, I think it's, I think it's like, or there's a building. If there's no, I don't think it's rent paid on it. It's so bad. Yeah. So now I go. Yeah, it's, always, it's like like one of those bars you walk in. It's like a sticky floor bar. Um, you know, you, you start stepping in the bar and your shoes start sticking, and you just hear that <laughs> with each step, and you see stuff crawling around, and you're not sure if it's a bug or something else. You know, <laughs> that kind of bar. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I did want to ask this question earlier. What was the smallest venue you performed at? KTV Coffee House. Oh yeah, yeah. In uh, Hasbro Heights. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, KTV Coffee House is definitely the smallest venue. Um, with the best crowd. With the best crowd, though. Um, we had when we started playing, there was maybe five people there, and then by the time we were done playing, the fucking place was packed. Um, and while we were getting off stage, it was like overwhelming. I'm trying to like get my shit out and uh right. people are like you know swarming you know like it's like all right bro you know like give me a second let me let me relax <laughs> you know like i'm gonna say hello to all of you like let me just put my shit in my car let me have a cigarette like you know yeah. like, let's like let's take it easy <laughs> but like yeah like that was obviously the smallest venue uh we probably played it was definitely and we actually the show we were on at that venue was the first show they had full bands there um, so okay. it, was, it was like a new experience for everybody. Yeah, that's why. It was rad. It was a good. It was. A good it was show. fun, and that was the show was that fun. I was really sick for. And I still, it was still a blast. It was. Right. So it was a good well, we are at one hour and almost fifteen minutes. Uh, is there anything else you guys like to, you know, let your let the listeners know? Uh, any anything else you want to talk about? We've been ending most things uh, with this. So I'm just going to oh, yeah. say this now. Um, if you have a dream, if you love something, if mm-hmm. you are pursuing something or chasing something, whether it's music, whether it's acting, whether it's uh, a, a PhD, whatever, whatever the fuck it is you're doing, go get it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't get it. Don't let anybody ever hold you back. Just go and do it. Who oh. gives a shit what people think? Who gives a shit what people say? Just go and do it. And Always prove, be yourself. Always be yourself. Wrong. Don't don't let somebody's opinion turn you off course. Like be true to who you are through and through. And that's the only mm. way you're going to succeed in anything. You have to be you. You have to be you to be happy. Yeah. And if, if if you don't want to be miserable in life, so just Go do it. Go get it. Take a chance. Go fucking Take make it happen. all the chances happen. a million times. Just do it. Go make it, it happen. We only live one life. We're only, we're, we're like, we're never going to be this young again. Just go fucking do it. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, 
I think we'll call that a show, and I will put you guys in the back room if you guys hang out for just a moment, or we'll kind of talk about what happened from here. Uh, I definitely love having you guys come on, and I also want to have you guys come back on again in the future. Absolutely. I kind of give everybody an update of how you're doing. Yeah, okay. thank you for having, thank us. for having us. Thank you. No problem. All right. Well, like I said, hang out in the back room, and I will talk to you in just a moment. And, uh, yeah, we'll let it roll from there. Right on. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, that was heavy on the heart. And, as, again, I've mentioned this before. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, they also have their own website, and they are on Open Music. And you don't want to sleep on these guys. Follow them. Share out their videos. And uh, they did mention that they were going to try to start up a YouTube channel. And when they do, get on that. Because, like I said, they got great sound, great chemistry. And, I mean, I myself, I have my preferences of music, but I definitely like these guys. And with that being said, you know, be smart, be safe out there. And, you know, let's all try to be a little bit better about how we treat each other. Because you never know what kind of day that person may be having. And... You never know, your kind action may be the one thing that changes somebody's life. So until I catch you under the street streetlights next time, have a good night.